0: My darlings, it's your girl, China Noel, and you're listening to the Hot Nerd Podcast. I have to say that I have been away. Didn't mean to rhyme there. I've been away because it's season two and we've had to set up a lot of season two stuff, but I promise you the consistency from here on out will be amazing first of all, do me a favor, follow me wherever you're listening to this. So if you're listening on Anchor, follow there. If you're listening on Spotify, follow there. If you're listening on Amazon, on Apple, on iHeartRadio, wherever you're finding this hot nerd podcast, please hit the subscribe button so that you can actually like get new episodes. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. boom. Here's what I want to talk to you about. Google, I wasn't talking to you. Why did my Google come on You know, okay, Google Assistant is a little overzealous. Boo, I was not talking to you, okay? Um, I'm going to have to turn off my phone while I'm doing this episode so that it doesn't keep thinking I'm talking to it. Like, it really wants to answer every question I have. Like, hey, Google, I'm getting out of the shower. Oh, it makes that sound like, uh, details for shower. Here they are. Uh, (laughs) Did you know that showers are, it's like, okay, didn't need all that. Thank you, Google. Thank you. Now leave my privacy alone. Speaking of privacy, this episode is all about singleness, privacy, aloneness, and how you're doing. And I think it's really important to talk to single people, especially during these times. I don't know where you are in the world. I know that if you're in London, you are in lockdown until February 15th. I know that if you are in different parts of the United States, you may or may not be in varied levels of lockdown. I know that in California, things are really, really hectic. Where I live, where I'm from, Well, I'm from New York, but you know, um, my official residence is in California, West Hollywood, shout out, hey! hey. And uh, you know, so um, I've been stuck in Europe and uh, you know, so it's really very tricky sometimes to um, connect with people because everybody's going through a little something, but we don't have to actually dwell on that today. Relief, relief, right? Like how many of those, episodes and podcasts have you listened to about how we're all suffering and this and that and the other? I want to drill into something a little bit more um, when it comes to that. And it's about this whole notion of singleness because, okay, my girl, Ryle, hey, shout out. um, She had introduced me to Clubhouse and on Clubhouse, they were talking about, Clubhouse is this app, by the way, where it's all audio, you can't see faces and they talk about stuff. So anyway, They were talking about whether being alone forever is always a sad thing. And I'm like, no, no, no. So we have to break down what being alone means and what being single means. Because at the same time, I found an article about people coming out and really saying, you know what? I actually like being single. I know that society has drummed it into your head that you can't be single because that's weird, Um, But the stigma is actually largely eroding. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why from my perspective and then I'll tell you why from what other people are saying. But the first thing that I think that all single ladies need to remember out there is that you came into this world largely alone, right? So you have a consciousness that is alone and singular before you even stepped into this planet. So the notion that... um, you know, you can't be alone is just severely warped because you're going to leave alone too, (laughs) okay? When you pass, that is your entire passing, own it. When you were born, that was your entire birth, own it. As you are living, this is your entire life, own it, sweetheart. Here's what. Um, I was in a long-term relationship where... um, I'll tell you a story, I'll be honest. Um, the person I was dating at the time was telling me, you know what, you know, and he said this sort of poking jokes at me, like, you really get happy about makeup. You really get happy about makeup. And I'm like, yeah, I actually do. I get happy about makeup, I sure do, don't I? He's like, I, you are almost at your happiest when I buy you, uh, you know, a Chanel foundation, you know what I'm saying, some MAC lipsticks. You know, and you can play all day with your face, with the colors, with the contours. And I'm like thinking to myself, he is absolutely right. When I sit down and I'm able to create art on my body, on my face, because I'm an artist and that's what I love, I'm actually truly happy. And I don't even, I hate to say this, but I'm not sure that I felt happier with him than I did when I was playing with my makeup. True tea. I'm not lying to you. Like, if I sat down and was like playing with my makeup, doing all this like face workerage, you know what I mean? This face workerage is, I was like really happy. But was I always really happy with him? I can't say that I was. That's, that's fucked. That's real fucked. I know that. Boom, boom. It's fucked. But that's the truth. And that's what you've got to I- examine about yourself. Or, like, for example, you'd be like, you know, for somebody with so many degrees, you sure like real dumb fuck movies. Like, you love to pick dumb fuck movies. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I sure do love a dumb fuck movie. Like I don't like anything too heavy. (laughs) Like I'm not the type, you know, who's gonna be out there watching, you know, really emotionally gut-wrenching movies that, you know, aim to make you cry for hours on end. I'm not watching Shawshank Redemption. You can watch that on your own, No, no shade. But um, give me some Real Housewives. That's where I belong, you know? And uh, <laughs> by the way, can they diversify Real Housewives? Because it's weird after a while. They, I think Bravo, I read an article um, about Bravo having uh, slight racism issues to tackle there. But that's going off point. The point is that that's what made me happy. And I don't think that the kinds of happiness that, one can find when one is doing something one truly loves is actually matchable sometimes by companionship. Don't get me wrong. I've had great companionship. I have excellent friends. I love being with my friends. My friends are actually like my family, really that's my family. My friends, I I have very few friends and I pick them very well. So my friends are more like my family members. They're not really like my friends. They're like my family (laughs) because I don't really have family like that. Um, so yeah, I, and and I love those moments. So going back to this question that boom, 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 one of my friends sent me Uh, You know, through Clubhouse, is being alone forever always a sad thing? Single ladies, I want you to listen and listen closely. One, I actually don't think we're alone anymore. Being alone is not actually possible anymore in the 21st century. I'll tell you why. Privacy and, and aloneness are a thing of the past. I think that all social relationships have gone digital. I don't care if you're in a relationship, if you're dating, if you're looking for a relationship, even if you have someone physical by your side, a good percentage of your actual lived psychology, okay, meaning the world, according to your mind and next to that person, isn't even tangible. It's not physical or near you. Now, it's always been this way, right? Like, it's never been uh, the case that we've lived our lives all in physical form. A lot of how we live life is mental, right? Like for you to believe that $10,000 is worth anything, that takes a lot of mental conditioning. It takes a lot of psychological conditioning because $10,000 doesn't mean anything, right? It's paper. (laughs) It doesn't mean shit. (laughs) And if you check your online bank account, Okay, and you've got a hundred thousand dollars in there. It actually doesn't mean anything in terms of what you're seeing on screen. You're seeing you're seeing numbers. You're seeing one zero zero, comma, zero zero point. Let me give you four cents. Zero four. Okay. I'm giving you a hundred thousand dollars and four cents. And actually, me saying it just now to you is literally the same as you seeing it on some digital digital screen when you log into your bank app. It's like, okay, she's giving me $100,000 and four cents. It means absolutely nothing. The only way it can mean something is if you use your active mind to make it mean something and somebody else, when you go and buy yourself a new car, that person has to use his or her active mind to value this nothingness, this paper (laughs) that you are sending him or her for your new car. It's like, yeah, I got $100,000 in my XYZ bank. Okay, here. So the new car costs about 40000 or 30000 Here you go. I'm going to give you $40,000. i am going to transfer it via my credit card or whatever company. And boom, boom, boom. Everybody's typing in these digits. It's all fucking in your mind. It's paper. If, if I give you cash, $30,000 in paper, we all collectively have to believe that all of that paper means something. Because if we unplug and disconnect from our world of meaning, we will actually realize that, oh shit, we're literally exchanging a whole bunch of paper for a brand new car for the labor that somebody has put in a brand new car that will, of course, give us value, right? Supposed value in this ecosystem, in this world in which we live. You know, we're going to be able to drive that car to places to see the people we love. We're going to be able to use the car for other status symbols. We're going to be able to use the car for whatever it else, that we, wherever else that we need to use the car for to survive in this planet, on this world. But once you disconnect and unplug from all this magic and all this sorcery that we have to do in order to believe the shit around us, you will realize that, aha, most of our world is in our mind. So even if you have a man, even if you are looking for a man and are on a digital app, Even if you are married and have been married for 50,000 years, the point is that not all of your relationship is physical, right? The majority of your relationship, even the communication you have with your partner has a lot to do with what is in your mind everything around us, our entire world is a world according to what is in our mind. It isn't tangible. Love itself is not tangible. Yeah, you can fuck. And that's about the only tangible thing you can do. And thats I'm not undervaluing that. Fucking is important. But that is, again, the product of something that you are seeking called love which is all in your mind and how do you get there because you're still going to have to rely on digital distance right when you text your lover you're still going to have to rely on intelligence which is intangible the inherent distance of the new digital era that forces us to communicate bond and socialize even if we we are surrounded by people means that we live mostly in our minds. We rely on digital distance. We live in a digital world. Take the internet away and let's go back to the cave days. We still had to rely on our psychic abilities, our abilities to sense when there was danger, our abilities that are all internal, that are coming from us. So when people tell you, that there's something wrong. If you're single, you have to think twice about what they're saying. Why do they want you to pair up so badly? And is your not being paired up a sign that something is wrong and there's gloom and doom? Absolutely not. Because even after you pair up, you're going to have to use your mind. Now, if most of life is happening inside of your mind, what are the implications of that? If you think about it, if you accept what I'm saying, that most of life happens mentally, most of life, even if you're paired up, even if you're married, even if you have a man, even if you're looking for a man, most of your communication is happening because of brain sciences that are not tangible. That Most of your words that are coming out of your mouth are happening because of linguistic sciences that are not tangible. Most of the way you feel towards each other are happening because of digital connections, because of intangible connections, because of brain and nonverbal connections that we cannot see. And that we are actually experiencing alone inside of our bodies. We are experiencing that love we feel, we are feeling it alone. Yeah, you can share love with someone, you can share love with your partner, you can share love with your husband, you can share love with your wife, you can share love with your girlfriend, you can share love with other people. It seems mutual because we're saying that it's mutual, but the way you love somebody else is not the way that person loves you. Why? Because you are in two separate and alone bodies. Only you alone can experience that love for somebody else. You dig me? And you don't have to experience that love in physical forms at all times. So what are the implications of this? If most of what's happening in our life is happening by the power of our minds, here's what the implications are. A, it means that you shouldn't be looking for a partner. You should be looking for the most optimal possible mental health ever. If I came to the realization that, oh shit, even my man physically being next to me requires at least 80 to 90% of my mental engagement in order for him to mean anything, then (coughs) logically, I better make sure that the thoughts The the mental space that houses everything I'm thinking about my man is actually optimal. That's what I should be going for. Everything else comes afterwards. So if you're single and you're listening to this, you should be going for optimal mental health. Make that the love of your life. Because when you got here, And as you are here, and when you leave here, everything is spiritual, mental, and intangible. So your work here should be on your mental health, your mental health, your mind. What are you cultivating in your mind? Are you healthy? Have you dealt with your traumas? Are you broken? Are you positive when you wake up in the morning how do you feel about yourself do you understand like because people say this shit everywhere and they they they're just catchphrases you don't really know what they mean do you and you, you don't really take them into account you just listen to them and what i'm saying is that it's not a catchphrase anymore baby it's something that you ought to listen to and actually act towards. So for any single lady out there who's looking to not be so single anymore, who's looking to partner with someone, first of all, let me just tell you, relationships, <laughs> careful what the fuck you wish for. They're, they're not that easy, number one, okay? And part of the reason they're not that easy is because you have to sync your mental state with somebody else's. Even in communication, even in the way you guys talk, let alone you dating someone who's from a totally foreign country. You know, you know. here I am, American. You know, he speaks multiple different languages. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't try to play me. I speak French too, okay? I have a couple of languages under my belt. But what I'm saying is that, ima- just imagine w- w- when both of you already speak the same language. You already speak English together. There's already enough room for miscommunication there. But then couple that with maybe you dating someone of a different background or culture, do you understand how difficult that even becomes? That becomes even more difficult because there's some semantic things that you might say in English. And then again, which English are you working with? Are you, are you working with American English? Or are you working with British English? They're different, you know, they're different kinds. They're versions, okay? I might say sweater and somebody I'm dating could be like, wait, what's, what's that? Are you talking about a jumper? I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. A jumper. Get your jumper on. If I jump you. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's real. It's real. You know? So you have to, I'm navigating so many different layers of English. My, my brain, you know, geez, how much can a girl take? So careful what you wish for single ladies. First, the fuck of all. Secondly, and most importantly, which is the point of this podcast is that you're not looking for a partner. You are looking for optimal mental health. Once you achieve that, the world is your oyster. You will find that that is about 80 to 90% of your world. Adding somebody else there for physical stimulation, honestly, that's, you know, unless you guys are humping seven times a day, which, you know, well, amen, hallelujah, God bless you. We all bless you with that. Um, unless you're humping seven to eight times a day, um, and even then it's still a small percentage, right? Because who really enjoys sex without mental stimulation, without a mental connection with a person, a spiritual connection, right? So obviously, obviously, If you can agree that most of your life is happening in your mind, then what you're looking for is not a physical partner. That's just the icing on the cake. It comes afterwards, right? What you're looking for and what you should prioritize in order to attract the right mate is optimal mental health. All of you out here broken with all sorts of traumas from your childhood, you know, all sorts of insecurities, all sorts of inabilities to communicate. How many of you have communication problems, even with yourselves, even with connecting with yourselves? You can't even speak to your own selves honestly. You can't even look at your own bodies and appreciate your bodies perfectly. You don't like how you look. You don't like how you talk. You don't like this. You don't like that. You're not even secure with your own self. You're not even happy with your own self. Your mental health is all over the fucking place. You have damage from your childhood. You have damage from your past relationships. You've got all sorts of baggage. And here you are talking about you're single and you want to partner with somebody else. How is that fair to you? And how is that fair to the person you want to partner with? All you're going to do is double the drama, double the trauma double, you know, and create more trauma. (laughs) Okay. You're just creating more trauma. If you partner with somebody else, you're just creating more of a problem. If you're doubling what has not been fixed. So obviously what you should do, if you are a single lady out there and even a single gentleman, please, if you're a man listening to this is to not Live on dating apps 24 seven, looking for somebody to complete you. It's not gonna happen, doesn't exist. Get out of that, okay? Keep them on, whatever. I'm not saying get out of them in terms of like not being on dating apps, but I would say put them very low, very, very low on your list of priorities until you've taken care of your mental health. Because there's no amount of swiping, there's no man on this planet, there's no lover, there's no partner, there is nobody that is going to fix the detriment of your mind in the way that you're thinking that relationships and dating will. Nobody does that. What you need to do is to take accounting of your spiritual profile, of your emotional profile, and do some dig deeping in your singlehood. Bask in it, love it. Be joyful of the privilege of being single. It's a privilege to be single. It's a a high privilege because it means that you have the time and solace needed for the self-reflection required to be an optimal human being. It means that you can work on your brokenness without the pressure, tension, and fallout of doubling it with somebody else, or if you're in a thruple, two other people. You don't need to triple that shit. Okay? Because we all have a psychological profile. And in the process of truly being healthy, truly watering the garden of your mind and becoming who you are, becoming who you are, you will attract that person who will not stain you and break you and traumatize you in the ways that your physical spiritual system are set up to continue to repeat, okay? Because they become repetitions after a while. We become mechanical in our minds. Our traumas become mechanical after a while. We trigger them daily because they're there to be triggered and they're now automated processes. They're now automatic. It's like you see a red flower, all the triggers of your childhood start rushing through your brain, don't they? Okay, so before you make that leap towards somebody else, before you go and break other people, heal yourself, fix yourself, become whole with yourself. And then you will find that you have honored what it means to be single. And trust me, it's a powerful, revered and spiritual thing. There is a reason why when we are born, we are born as a person. We are not born as multiple people. We do not arrive as multiple people. Even if, we are, even if you're a twin, even if you're a triplet, we don't die as multiple people, right? Dear Larry King, may you rest in peace. This episode is dedicated to you. He died as Larry King eight wives as he had. He was Larry King. He was an icon. He was a journalist of four journalists and I'm happy to have been in a lifetime to have known him. Thank you for listening. For all my single ladies, I'll see you in the next episode next Sunday. It's been great. Don't forget to subscribe. Tell your friends about the Hot Nerd Podcast. It's your girl, China Noel.